dead ducks in the water. Today I am sitting on a bench by a river and it is a wet winter's day but it isn't chilly and there are still loads of people out taking walks which is really quite nice because I do feel like the Christmas slash holiday spirit is in the air. I was originally going to start off doing interview series talking about the best tips to follow and giving guidance in general and then potentially sharing a few stories. However, I have changed my mind. What I'm going to do instead is tell a few interview fail stories and touch on the cost of leadership in general. Starting with fail story number one. Back in the day, I applied for a job simply because of the money on offer. I briefly read the job spec, then sent off my CV. I got a call from the lady managing the role. We had a brief discussion and I was invited to her office for a more in-depth interview. On the day of the interview, I got myself all dressed up. I have to say, I looked great. <laughs> it took me about an hour to get there as I had to take the bus and to the train station, the train into London, and then the tube. I arrived early to be sure I knew where the place was. If I have time, I prefer arriving early to an interview place so I can be sure that I know where it is. Plus, I also like to treat myself to one of my favorite coffees beforehand, as I find that this just eases my nerves and allows me to enjoy the day a bit more. We all have extra things going on outside of an interview, like family stuff, relationships, finances, etc. So I find I try to do whatever I can that puts me in the best place um, of doing the best job that I can for the interview and eliminating any extra worries. So arriving on time early, in fact, not even just on time, arriving early, I see it as a positive. So I always try to do it and then just giving yourself a little treat, I find, um, boosts your confidence. Anyway, moving back to the story. I arrived back at the building after my coffee and um, climbed the stairs to get to the lady where I'm going to be interviewing's office. And it is one heck of a struggle to get up those stairs, let me tell you. <laughs> all of a sudden, I'm remembering all of those jogs that I never actually went on. Once inside her office, the interview begins and all is going well initially. I am happily talking about my experiences, which are all relative. Then comes a question about a role um, that I've had in the past. I'm giving great responses. And then in answering that question, I state, I do not like cold calling. Let me pause and highlight that this role that I have traveled all this way from is a cold calling sales role. You might be wondering how I got the interview in the first place. It is because I have done call center work before, both outbound cold calling, which is sales and handling incoming calls. If instead of just looking at those dollar bills <laughs> that were in the job ad, I had actually took the time to read the job spec carefully, I would have known that this was a cold calling sales role prior to arriving at the interview. Now, after my statement of how I do not like cold calling, I am now a dead duck in the water. There is literally nowhere for me to go from here 
And yet, <laughs> I have to stay in this chair as I'm wishing the ground would swallow me whole. She then proceeds to tell me more about the role, mentioning it is a cold cooling sales role as stated in the ad. <laughs> I can see in her eyes, the interview is over. I myself would actually love to leave, but I can't just run out the office. It doesn't take long after my statement for the interview to draw to a close. You will not be surprised to hear that I did not get that role. But I did land a role a few months later that went on to offer me opportunities both locally and internationally that I could have never dreamt of. But make no mistake, with each opportunity came additional responsibility, which always translates to increased pressure and hard work if it is to be done successfully. Moving to talking about leadership in general, one of the best documentaries currently available, which I would love for you to watch if you get a chance, which truly shows you the cost of leadership and being successful in general, is Michael Jordan's documentary, The Last Dance. It's available on Netflix and I absolutely loved it. I've always loved Michael Jordan. I'm a major fan. You get to go back to the Chicago Bulls glory days. So it ticks a lot of boxes but I particularly like that it shows you that raw talent alone cannot get you to number one or to being a success really. You need to put in time and sacrifice to levels that sometimes others are not willing to do. And that is if you want to achieve more in life. And you also need a coach. You need people who have gone before you to help guide you. I remember a few years ago, I was working for a company um, and during this particular period, my big bosses were on holiday. So one morning, well actually I should say evening, one evening I decided what I was going to do is I was going to wake up really early in the morning and I was going to send across a strategy for how I was basically going to handle the week because we had a lot on. This hadn't been asked of me. I just thought actually this is something nice to do and it'll also be able to display to them that I'm on top of things. So I woke up extra early the next day, put together my plan, my strategy, my points, sent it across before I left for work. So probably around 6.30 in the morning I sent it across. Sent it for 6.30 and I was so pleased with myself. You know when you've... <laughs> You know, you've done like an extra good job. You're like, yeah. So I set it off, got myself ready um, for work, tried on into work. And like I have morning rituals sometimes uh, when I'm in the zone, which revolves. Sorry, I can't get my words out, which is basically me taking time to um, get myself a breakfast that I really like. And then also I need to think ahead for my 11 11 30 snack yes i go ahead and i eat those four meals a day so i have my whole little morning thing down so i am feeling good i have got my strategy out early i'm getting into the office early and i'm like yes i'm on top of this i'm all over this so then what actually happens is i arrive in my office at my desk all happy above myself feeling really good and then um I get informed by like one of the staff that I have a missed call from one of the big bosses. And I'm like, oh, how have I got a missed call already? And also, why is this person up? Aren't they on holiday? Sit down at my desk, open up my little email. 
and Big Boss has gone ahead and commented on all of my strategy, loving it, rearranged two points and given me additional pieces. And you know when you're like, wow, you are on a different tier, dude. You're on a different tier. This is this is how you make it in life. This is how you become successful, is going these extra miles, these extra steps. And also, like even my other boss, who was apparently on holiday at the same time too, creeping around, sharing stats at 1am. So yes, people, sometimes when you look at people in positions, you think, oh my goodness, like it's so good they're there. But no, there is a major cost behind that. And like that whole experience in general really showed me that it's one thing to actually achieve a certain significant level. It is quite another to maintain it. And that costs and I have been blessed to be exposed to people at all levels and um, which has given me the opportunity to really get a look at how different managers and CEOs and co-founders operate and the trait that a lot of them and the ones that I rate, because obviously they're going to be people out there who I don't rate, much like you, you can't rate everybody, but the people who you really admire and you know, you get exposure to who are on a level that is far above you, they have similar traits in common and that is hard graft. Like just like a smile translates the same in every language, every country, so does hard work. And often I have found that yes, there are people out there who are gifted in the sense that they have been born into a life of privilege and they've not had to go through certain struggles, but at the same time, those same people, for the ones that I've been close to in my experience, so I'm not saying this is everybody, are some of the hardest working individuals I have ever come across. So there is a lot that we need to do 100% in terms of balancing the playing field so that people who come from disadvantaged backgrounds have a chance to succeed also because the more people that we have from diverse backgrounds um, representing different people at different levels actually helps our society. Um, but I just want to also make clear that some of those who I've encountered who have had extremely privileged backgrounds really work to levels that you would not be able to see unless you had exposure to them and spent time seeing what it actually costs to maintain. And if you actually got to see that bird's eye view, of what it is costing them to maintain their level, you may not be so quick to be like, oh yes, you know, <laughs> that's what I want to be one day. Not that I'm trying to stop anyone from doing what they're doing. As I mentioned before, all tune in to Michael Jordan's documentary, but I am saying there is a cost and sometimes you can't see that cost until you are in that position. Moving on to fail story number two. This is quite a few years ago again, but basically um, when I was a young manager, I asked one of our senior headhunters in the company if I could please sit in with her for interviews because I was managing teams. I knew I'd be hiring more people. So I wanted to improve my interview skill set. She handled hiring and senior people, um, was on a high level, like her own company. So I knew I could learn a lot from her. So she let me. 
My first interview with her was in a freshly done up boardroom, which had quite a dark setting of oak wood and like navy features. There was a round, large wooden table as the centerpiece, which you all sat round. Um, and then that's where like the main interviews for big wig people was conducted. So the guy who she was interviewing came in for the interview on time. We said our hellos, we all sat down. I had his CV in front of me. And in that moment, I felt very much like an adult. <laughs> I had arrived, look at me, look at me. I'm an adult sitting here in this, this big interview room. Anyway, the interview began. The first few questions he answered just fine. They highlighted that he had the basic experience needed for the job. But then not too long after that came the technical questions, which if answered correctly would have displayed that he had the experience and understanding required to do the role effectively. And this, my friends, <laughs> is where, much like in wrestling, Macy should have tapped out sooner. He was asked questions based directly from what he had stated on his CV, and it became clear, I mean crystal clear, super quick from his responses, that he had made a lot of things up. It was... I just, I really can't, the best way to express this actually is much like what we have been learning. For those of you who don't know law, we learned this technique called examination in chief. And it's basically, she pulled on what he had stated, the experiences, the scenario. And based on his responses, she built her next question, which further, in this case, exposed his fabrications. I had wanted to be a big girl. I'd wanted to sit up the grown-ups table <laughs> and here I was with my seat and I was honestly looking for an exit. The cringe factor was off the scale as he dug himself a hole and it, it just kept expanding with every question and everything that she was building on. He was going, he was going further. I was honestly looking around the table wondering <laughs> if I could somehow slide under the table and if anybody would notice. And she was there, poker face, just going after it. <laughs> and that's when, you know, I learned so much from her because of just how she took apart the CV and how she built the questions. And it's all you, it's all you, it's all what you have claimed to be. And she's going further. So yeah, it was interesting. Needless to say, your man who was now sweating did not get the role. But I learned valuable lessons that day. Really, really I did in terms of interview technique and then also how you present yourself. Now, moving on to my last point. If you have an interview coming up, there are a couple of things I want you to remember. Starting with number one, there are lots of things that you know that make you a great candidate for this role that will never be stated on your application, like some personal adversities you have overcome. Sometimes you need to remind yourselves of them so that you can stand straight when you're looking at a new challenge. If you know that you survived that, you know for damn sure you can survive this and handle this additional responsibility. Point two, the more preparation you do, the more confident you will feel on the day at the time of your interview. So prep, prep, prep. Three, listen to a few songs beforehand that make you happy. Because you know what, there's only so far that you can go. You can't guess every question that's gonna come through to you and you're going to be asked so just make sure you get yourself in that zone of happiness as much as you can before you do that 
And when you go into the interview, just focus on the interview, forget everything else that is going on in your life and just try to bring your A game. Point four, the interview is about you too. You have a lot to bring to the company. You are a solution to their problems. So go ahead and remember this and then also be asking them questions that help you find out if this role is best suited for you. And also, lastly, point five, if you have managed to secure an interview, that means that they believe in you. They see something in you and feel that you can be the right candidate. So all you need to do is just go ahead and shine and let them see that you are that person. Which brings me to a close. Thank you guys for listening. If you have an interview coming up, good luck. You can nail this. You are the best person for the job. Also, for things that you are trying to do in life, if you've got the raw talent, all you need to do is put the additional hard craft behind you. And I'm talking to myself too as I say this. Um, I'm new in the legal field, so I'm trying the best I can to be the best barrister I can be one day. Um, so yeah, put in that extra work and I know you can make it.